Welcome everyone, this is the 31 Days of Dread, and I am your host, Peter A. DeLuca, aka Pad, and this is where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. That's 30, if you can't count, that's 31 movies celebrating the greatest genre of them all, the greatest experimentational platform of them all, the greatest young filmmaker discoverer of them all. It is horror, 31 days coming at you. Look out, ghouls and ghosts, it gets spooky. Alright everyone, coming out of that intro hot, this is what I call the telethon portion of the podcast. This is where I pitch myself to you for your support. Your support means everything to me because we're, we're, we're fighting. The AKA Pad Army is fighting against algorithms everywhere algorithms I, I ate some cereal earlier today i dumped it into my bowl and it was full of algorithms okay bad joke all right sharing this podcast telling your friends about it leaving comments leaving reviews this is how we grow aka pads audio audacity your support there is more valuable than than than, than anything other than like a high five in person because i'd love a high five in person AKA Patters, we are wrapping up the 31 Days of Dread. Welcome to day 31 on day 31. It is Halloween, and I gotta tell you, it, it, it's been a long time, long time since Philly literally feels like Halloween. Like every corner you walk to, every window you look out of, take a stroll, buy some Red Bull, walk to the bar. You see people dress up, you see kids running around. Uh, dogs dressed up i I saw a cowboy dog today uh the dog arguably speaking the dog could have been dressed up as woody from toy story not 100 percent on that one also could have been john wayne from rio bravo but we're talking halloween and it's it's just such a delicate magical like fun time and i say delicate because halloween of all the holidays represents multiple things it represents like candy to kids. It represents cavities, sugar addiction, diabetes to the parents of those children. <laughs> it's pressure to keep up with the Joneses. Everybody wants a good costume. Everybody wants a good idea. Nobody can think of a good costume. The young girls, we know how the young girls dress for Halloween. Uh, the men, we know, uh, you know, men like to kind of show off uh you know some of their creativity to lure in the girls that is a hundred percent true that that is why as a guy you want to commit to halloween because you can stand out with your creativity on halloween and there you go you know couples need to match uh, you need good couple costume ideas uh, a lot of people do things that are ironic i saw like a um I was at one party on Saturday, and everyone, all the girls were dressed up as dating apps. Uh, another girl was a um, one-night stand, and I saw some of that, too, on social media. But no, Halloween, like, across the board is unique. So when we, when it comes to, like, the interpretation of Halloween into the month of October through culture and entertainment, uh, I was speaking about this with the with the last episode. Netflix is making a really big bet with uh, like the miniseries, the long form horror content. We haven't seen the run 
like this ever. And I do believe it is all stemming from the popularity, success of Stranger Things. Even though Stranger Things, it's not a miniseries. It's not staying alone, but it's, you know, the seasons are kind of set up thematically. Very much like American Horror Story, but the difference is American Horror Story is one theme per season. And I I believe there's some crisscrossing of some of those. And here we go. Day 31, we have Midnight Mass. A lot's been said about this. I've done some additional studying. This movie, I've studied a little bit more about Midnight Mass because I just want to be clear with what some of the interpretations, what some of the concepts were, especially with the last episode. But this series has a build. And the guy that builds it, we have to talk about him. His name's Mike Flanagan. All of, of all the YouTube stuff, of all the articles I've read about Midnight Mass, this guy isn't mentioned. He's not heralded. He's not, he's not considered like awesome or a genius or uh, a master of his craft. And I wanted to make the point of a lot of other filmmakers along the way. And I feel like I, I gypped a few of them. I feel like I, I took credit away from a few of them. Just because like of what the flow of the episode was and kind of like it, consciously how I record it's I really do go from like the tip of my brain. I don't have like a lot of reference material in front of me. I really go from memorization. But this dude, just his filmography. I mean, he's a 2013. He made a movie called Oculus, I believe was put out by WWE. Oculus is one of the most underrated horror movies we have today. Also in 2013, or no, I'm sorry, 2016. Uh, I am reading off of Wikipedia here. I do have Wikipedia up from, from time to time because uh, those are my quick notes. Because I like to go through filmographies. He, I, you kind of want to say he potentially created the sensory horror genre from like the Quiet Place 2, like you know, we talked about Quiet Place 2 earlier. Quiet Place 2 or Quiet Place Bird Box. Uh, there's uh, Netflix has another one where I think, I believe, you, uh, it's not you can't see. It's like you can't hear. Hushes, you can't talk. But sensory deprivation horror is a real genre now and it's a it's a it's a loose it's it's a loose genre meaning there it's not flooded it's very loose there's a lot of new ideas coming in and out of it so it's fun to monitor that the subgenre of horror before i wake 2016 also ouija origin of evil which i did hear good things about that's made the 31 days of dread list like two years in a row i i couldn't get to it but 2017 we we talked about Gerald's game. I couldn't finish watching that movie, so I can't finish watching it. And 2019 uh, pretty much proves me wrong. Makes Doctor Sleep. I trash it because I just don't think that people wanted ever a sequel to The Shining. You can say what you want about the book, but a lot of people like that movie. And I feel like I was wrong with that call. I was convinced it was going to be bad. And then we have television. The Haunting of Hill House. 2018 the haunting of Bly manor 2020 these are horror like the haunting of hill house is it it's one of the best ghost movies ghost um 10 you know it's 10 episodes it might be eight eight or 10 episodes 
but it's one of the best haunted house stories you'll ever see. Haunting a Blind Manor 2 has a lot of veins. It's intricate. It's it's interesting. It keeps you going from episode to episode. When we have like a an 8 to 10 episode format, we're going to get some dud episodes because the intent is to complete um, the order. The order might be 10 episodes. The story might require 5 episodes or 6 or 7. Okay, so it's not always there. And it really shouldn't be there, but a lot of times these filler episodes will choose to go a little bit deeper into a personality or psyche or like a background. And then we have Midnight Mass. And Midnight Mass is set up as maybe one of the best modern day vampire stories, one of the best vampire stories we have. It's a little too long at times, but it's also a little bit too short. Because we want to know more about the history of these vampires or fallen angels. The townspeople are so well sculpted, so well played out. We want more of them. This final episode basically kills the whole town. The whole town dies. But we, we don't like seeing it. We, we, we want people to live. We want people to, <laughs> to survive. But no one's surviving. And a big shout out. Because this dude really stood out. The, the, the sheriff of the um of of this show and and what is his name raul uh, cooley he plays sheriff hansen his his role is awesome zach guilford rowley flynn that's our minister he's amazing this show has a clear intent well made well directed right like across the board it's good it's conversational it's debatable. I think it's, I, you know, like you got like the haunted, the haunting of Hill House, is Netflix's very best horror miniseries. I would put this as number two. And like, if you want to consider Fear Street a miniseries, but it's billed as a movie trilogy. But I do like the arc of Fear Street a lot. I really do. So, but this is the fun of it all. Squid Game goes in there, even though Squid Game's horror. You can't argue that Squid Game is drama. I believe if if it was tagged as horror, it wouldn't be as viral as it is. Drama is a little bit more palatable. People are more adapted to just jump into a drama versus horror. So, people. uh, This is a great wrap up. We're somewhat, uh, every year I wanted to do the 31st episode as a Netflix show or Netflix something that started, I believe with stranger things season two, but the preceding years, I, I really didn't have that. Or I maybe programmed uh, a Netflix miniseries earlier within the 31 days of dread. So it's a good, it's a fun return. It's a fun return to stick to this format for the 31 days of dread. But this is, it's a good story. Any time of the year, I cannot recommend Midnight Mass enough, and I cannot commend Netflix enough of being willing to spend the money on time, on the overall investment that it takes to put together something like Midnight Sun. And Mike Flanagan is, I, I have to say, he's one of our horror guys. He Nothing but good work. Great work and good work. And, and that's it. He doesn't really have like an in-between. I mean, I can go more down his filmography and do like <laughs> do a full list but maybe we will i do want to watch hush 
Hush is still on my list, and so is Ouija. Ouija is still on my list. So, you know, maybe down the road we'll do more about that. But Mike Flanagan, big shout out. You're a superstar. 31 Days of Dread. Peter A. DeLuca. Next episode will be the 31 Days of Dread wrap up. But, yeah, we'll just do a quick rundown, and then we will prep into Thanks Flicking. The films I am thankful for, but keep in mind, along the way, we're going to be doing other drops. Because I still have to catch up on everything HBO Max has been doing. But this is awesome, people. I really, really enjoyed it this year. Had a lot of fun. Let's do it. And to continue this telethon, we're not talking about high five. There's other ways to support me. I'm a living professional. I'm a full-time freelancer. Anything you see on this, like here on this podcast or see my social media, I, I make everything. It's all made by me. That's a part of my pitch to you. And you can purchase professional services through akapad.com. That's a pipeline to me if you want to send me a message. But also while you're there, you can sign up for my newsletter. You're going to get deals. You're going to get coupons. You're going to get two free trading cards mailed to you free worldwide. And there are two Wolfpack trading cards, two original characters, you know, for upcoming comic book work. And speaking of comic books, you can go to Etsy, type in Uzi Suzy, and that's where you're going to find my mini comic. You can purchase existing issues and pre-order upcoming issues along with bundles if you missed any like issue one, two, or three, or whatever. There, Uzi Suzy is waiting for you. And keep an eye on Indiegogo. A lot of my bigger comic book projects will be available through Indiegogo. All of those updates will be here on this podcast. So if you're a regular listener, I'll let you know. We can rock and roll from there. So everyone... Thank you so much, and feel free to reach out to me on social media, aka Pad69, Instagram, and Xbox. That's right, you can play Halo with me. Just straight up aka Pad on Twitter, straight up aka Pad on the Facebook. My business page is there, my personal page is there. Hey, be a personal friend of mine. I don't care. Let's talk movies, let's talk creativity, let's talk fun, and just who cares? Do you like, you know, the Transformer movies? I love them. We can talk about that all night. So meet me there and we'll rock and roll. Let's get talking. We got a movie to discuss.